This week in the Honky Tonk Time Machine, it is so cool to be joined by Marlon Hargis. He is the keyboardist for the band Exile. Marlon, it's great to have you on the show. Well, it's my pleasure. Good to be uh, talking to you. So, uh, Exile, man, been around for a long time. The band formed, I think it was in the 60s. Of course, the big uh, hit or breakthrough came in 1978 there with Kiss You All Over. That was the big, like, rock hit, crossed over to be a Billboard number one. And then you became right. a, a country band there in the 80s. And you guys have been <laughs> been doing this a long time and been doing a little bit of everything, haven't you? We have. Actually, the band started in 1963. Uh, we've. This is our 50s, see, 57th year. I 57 <laughs> I look, years. I, after about 50, you tend to lose track. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we've been, been, uh, we've been a long time. And we're, you know, blessed to have been through about two or three different careers in our life, uh, different uh, genres of music. But uh, we're just real happy to still be at it. No doubt about it. So I know there's been like uh, 30, 30 some different members of Exile since the band started. When, when did you jump on? You were on there pretty early on, weren't you? I was, and uh, I'll have to say that's a little deceptive. And the thirty, you know, some members because there were some members that were maybe in the band a day or two. You know, so really? Okay. Particularly back. Um, so there were a, a, a core of a, maybe six or eight people, you know, that what I, what I call the core members of the band, and uh, really the five of us that are together are are the the main five that played on all the albums, you know, throughout the years, and uh, and are the core uh, core of the band. To, to answer your question, which I think I got sidetracked, I I joined in the early seventies, around seventy two, seventy three, or something like that. So I was. You know, there through through most of the uh, the rock and roll and the country uh, hits and all that sort of stuff. So you were there for Kiss You All Over, which <clears throat> still to this day, I I host a country show and I host a classic hit show, and I can right. play that song on both of those formats and get tons of love from it. I mean that that song that must have been a whirlwind for you guys when that song came out and it was doing so well for you. It was. I mean, it it literally changed our lives. We 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 went from one week working in clubs for the door money to to being on tour with with, uh, groups like Aerosmith and Fleetwood Mac and everything literally within a few days so it it did uh, it did change everything and and um, you know as you pointed out whether we're playing a country audience or pop audience everybody still loves that song it's just uh, it's one of those songs that won't go away and and, and (laughs) we're not complaining about it we're very happy about it it won't I mean you see it in movies I've seen it in like two or three different movies TV shows it's all over pop culture you know yeah absolutely there's of course a movie called Happy Gilmore it's (laughs) very well known for uh, another song another movie called Wild Hogs Uh, oh it was it was in a Netflix series called Mindhunters a couple of seasons ago so (laughs) yeah it it, it shows up a lot And, and again that's great for us because it seems like every time it's in a movie or something like that, it it kind of introduces a new generation to the song. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's still frankly our biggest song. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So it goes number one in 1978, big dance hit, you know, for you guys. And then in the 80s, it it seemed like you switched gears and kind of went to this more country or almost completely country sound. What kind of went into that, and what was it like uh, making that transition? Well, it was kind of. It just sort of made sense at the time. The, the deal is, we were we we didn't have as much pop success, particularly in the United States. I have Kiss all, all over. And in Europe, we were still having a lot of hits, and we we did some touring there. But 
in the early 80s, we began to realize that, that a lot of country acts were recording exile songs, uh, particularly Alabama. Two of their biggest hits, uh, Take Me Down, The Closer You Get, were, were exile songs. We actually recorded them and released them first yeah. on the pop album. Um, a couple other songs, uh, Big Hit by Janie Fricky was written by one of our members. So it became obvious that our music was being played a lot on country music. So it just was a logical choice for us to sort of, to switch, uh, genres and switch record labels and, you know, go into the country field. Um, another thing, thinking back, and country music was changing a lot at that point too. Uh, you know, there were more groups and more, I guess you'd say, pop-oriented music. So we didn't really change our sound a whole lot. You know, it was just really more a matter of marketing than anything else. And, of course, we were we were lucky to have a lot of success in the country field back through the 80s and into the 90s. How much did uh, Alabama recording your songs kind of, you know, help you establish yourself in country music, too? Oh, it was huge. Uh, it probably, it, it was it was probably a, a big factor. Um Another big factor is we we hired a a producer named Buddy Killen, uh, who was very well known in the country music field and, and a great publisher and and songwriter and and you know it, it just gave us I think we had a lot of credibility when we when we switched over and really there wasn't a whole lot of of backlash I don't think I mean in, in you know in thinking back so. Uh, yeah, all of the Alabama stuff gave us a great deal of credibility, and we uh, we owe a lot to those guys. And as a matter of fact, those guys are still great friends of ours, and we actually did some dates with them last year before the tour was canceled. So we we remain great friends with those guys and a lot of other you know country artists that we worked with back then. Well, that's really cool. And I should say, "Take Me Down" and "The Closer You Get" are two of my favorite Alabama songs of all time. So. Uh, thank you for, for sending them those songs because those are awesome songs. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Uh, as uh, as uh, uh, Randy always says, well, we, we made you guys a lot of money with those songs. <laughs> I, I bet but, they did. Anyway, we're, we're real happy about that. What was the fans' reaction like um, when you did make that switch to country? Was it, was it seamless for your fans, or, or did you get a different group of fans when you kind of made that switch? To be honest about it, that's been so long. It's kind of hard to remember, but I don't. I remember it as being a pretty smooth transition. I mean, we we made a lot of new fans, but you know, a lot of the a lot of the pop fans we had, in thinking back, were you know they were growing a little older and maybe were starting to listen to country music too. So I don't I don't remember a huge difference in the audiences. Maybe the audience were just were a little bit older. But that's really all I remember. I, I don't, there wasn't a huge change as far as I can remember. So you put out, I think it was 10 number one hits there in the 80s on the country charts, uh, including right. a time where seven straight songs of yours went to number one, which is, right. which is incredible. Uh, you combine that and the success of Kiss You All Over. Does the band have a consensus like favorite song that, that you've recorded? Is it Kiss You All Over? Is it one of these country songs? Well, you know... <laughs> I think it would have to, commercially, we'd have to say Kiss You All Over because of the crowd reaction. Um, I think if you ask each of us, we would probably each maybe have a different favorite song. I mean, it it, it depends. And I, I know in my case, it, they vary from time to time. You know, maybe for a few months, I'll really enjoy playing one particular song. 
and then maybe I'll change my mind in a few months or, ne- or next year, and, and 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 another one will be my favorite. So I, I don't think, other than kiss you all over, I think you'd get probably five different answers at, at whatever time you ask the question. Oddly enough, the the probably the second most requested uh, song we have is a song called Super Love. And and you mentioned the string of number ones. That was the one song that didn't go number one, uh, mainly because a couple of major stations wouldn't play it. They didn't think it was country enough at the time. Uh, of course, that seems kind of laughable now. <laughs> yeah, imagine that, uh, right? <laughs> imagine that. So uh, uh, that's, even though it may not be my favorite, that seems to be the, the other song that people remember more than anything else. So uh, that's that's always fun to play, and the crowd's always... You know, it's just one of those good dance records. I think people love it because of that. So it's still, you know, still one of the crowd favorites. Yeah, Super Love. So, yeah, you had the seven straight number ones. Super Love topped it, number 14. And then you right. had three more number ones after that. So 10 out of 11 right there were number one, and Super Love was 14. But it's your second most requested song, huh? It is. And, and probably, in looking back at sales, I think it was our biggest selling country song. Was it? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, charts. Sometimes don't tell the whole the whole story, but uh, and then of course in the uh, later eighties and into the nineties we had a few other you know top top twenty top ten hits. So we uh, again we've we've just been very lucky you know to be able to to carry on for this long and and frankly still be back touring and still doing it you know after all these years. Yeah, and you know right now obviously the nation's going through this whole COVID nineteen pandemic crisis, right. whatever you want to call it. So uh, mm-hmm. you like. Most other artists have had to kind of stop and wait and see what's going to happen. So, have you had to do a lot of rescheduling here lately? We have. It, it, it's been uh, it's been very uh, very very difficult. And of course, again, I'm not complaining. I mean, we're as, as of this point, all of us are healthy. We're we're all you know staying in and staying away. You know, uh, uh, like like everyone else. So. You know, it's the right choice to, uh, to to postpone all these things. Uh, I will say to our fans, most most of our dates we have been able to reschedule and till later in the year. And as a matter of fact, on our either on our website or on our Facebook, we're going to put out a press release with with a lot of those rescheduled dates. So uh, so we've we've been pretty lucky. We haven't lost a lot of work. It's just all being you know, move to later in the year, and and we're keeping our fingers crossed that uh, that hopefully in a month or two, if if people you know keep taking care of themselves, this will pass and we can get back on track. So it's, I mean, <laughs> to be totally honest, I think we're all getting rather bored with sitting around home doing nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> except, and, and I know the a couple of the writers in the group, I, I know they're working on some new songs and. Uh, I've personally been, been playing a lot of piano and guitar, just you know, just practicing. So uh, we're trying to make use of the time as as much as we can. 